0: Welcome back, everyone, to my podcast, Raising Daughters. This is Dr. Tim Jordan speaking. I'm a developmental and behavioral pediatrician, and I come to you every week or two and, and try and give you some ideas about how to raise girls today. And my topic today is really about you, about parents. You know, back in the 40s, 50s, 60s, there was a very common cliche that said that children should be seen and not heard. Today I'm going to turn the tables, because I think that parents should be seen and not heard so much. And let me explain why. I remember years ago when I was a kid, my dad was the general manager of a car dealership. And for several summers in my high school and college years, I worked at the dealership, cleaning cars, kind of doing, you know, just kind of a scrub kind of work. And it was interesting because several of the other manager's sons who were my age also were working there in the summers, I remember noticing how lazy they seemed to be. Several, several of them got caught taking naps, like lying underneath cars and hiding. Some of them would lay down in the back seat of cars and just sort of hang out. I would never have thought of doing that. I would never have thought of slacking off at work. And the reason I, I didn't think about that and the reason I never did that kind of thing was because of my dad's example. I was the third of eight kids, and my dad worked very hard. As did my mom. But my dad's example was done with almost no words. He was a very, very quiet man. Everybody said he was a man of few words. But I watched his example of selfless service. I watched his example of working hard for other people. And that's why, at that point in my life, and that's why I think my whole life, I've always had a really good and strong work ethic. I think it's true that what parents do how parents behave, how parents act, is a lot more powerful than anything that can come out of their mouths. I have several other stories I want to tell you today about ways that kids got examples from their parents without even being told anything. I saw the movie Queen Elizabeth with Kate Blanchett uh, not too long ago. And there's a scene in there where King Henry VIII dies and he leaves the throne to Elizabeth, who's a teenage girl. And so she doesn't have a lot of confidence, and, and all the elders, the advisors are all older men, and they're kind of bullying her. And at one of the first council meetings, she's reduced to tears, and she runs from the meeting because of all this behavior from her advisors. And she goes off to this, this chamber, and she's crying, and she looks, looks kind of weak, and her, and her shoulders are slumped over. And then she looks up, and there's a, there's a portrait of her father, the, the, a previous king, and, he's, and his picture inspires her. And she stops crying, she straightens her shoulders, she pulls herself up to her full height, and and she's transformed into a confident and proud woman. She returns to the council chamber, she lays claim to her throne, she tells the men from now on she alone would make all the final decisions, And and the quote that she says was this, I am my father's daughter, I am not afraid. I am my father's daughter, I am not afraid. Queen Elizabeth drew on her father's strength and his example. It had nothing to do with what he said. It was all about his memory that that she still had of him in her mind, of a man who had integrity and who worked hard and someone who had faith in her. And that allowed her to have faith in herself. Let me tell you another story. And this story is a true story that occurred after the surrender at Appomattox in 1865. And it, it is about a man who showed courage and integrity. Robert E. Lee returned to Richmond, where he was from. And, uh, and he went to church every Sunday at this Episcopal church. And inside the church every week, there was a who's who of the Confederacy. There were people who had been generals and soldiers. At one point in the service, one Sunday, the minister uh, came forward and he invited everyone to come up and receive the bread and wine. Whereupon, a tall black man stood up, and he walked to the rail, and a deafening pause followed in this church. According to eyewitnesses, its effect was startling, and for several moments, no one would do anything, nobody moved, because this was a new thing, right? An empowered black man deep in the south. But then, a person rose from his seat, he walked down the long aisle to the chancel rail, and he knelt down right next to the black man, to receive the sacrament, and there kneeling, the two men redeemed the circumstances of time and destiny. The white man was, of course, Robert E. Lee. They bowed together in the in the chancel light. The congregation of his said rose as one, to partake of the sacred meal that a generation of men and women had died to impart. People who were there said it was a moment of grace. Robert E. Lee didn't say a word, but his actions spoke a lot, right? His example, his integrity, that's the kind of thing that I think we need to remember as parents when we're sometimes more likely to give a lecture and talk too much. Let me tell you another story I I read in a book. Um, This is from a book uh, by Marlo Thomas called uh, The Right Words at the Right Time. And this involved a a writer, his name is David Kelly, and his his favorite hockey player, excuse me, his favorite hockey player was Bobby Orr of the Boston Bruins. And Bobby Orr is still considered probably the greatest hockey player of all time, for sure the greatest defenseman and probably the greatest hockey player of all time. And one summer, this David Kelly, when he was about uh, 11 years old, went to a hockey camp that Bobby Orr put on. He got to meet Bobby Orr. He got to skate with him a little bit, doing practices, doing drills. And then one time when he was uh, skating in a drill, Bobby Orr came by and tapped him on the shin pads. And that meant so much to this little boy. And this little boy, when the camp was over, went up to Bobby Orr. He said he promised he'd come and see him at one of his games in Boston. And all Bobby Orr said was, yeah, do that. Now, months went by. The season started, and about halfway through the season, the little boy went to one of the uh, the hockey games. And about a couple hours before the game, he went to the runway where the players come out on the ice, hoping to see Bobby Orr, but there were hundreds of kids there, and they were pushing him back from the front row, and he was so disappointed. And then the players started to come out, and the last one, of course, was the captain, Bobby Orr. He looked really serious. He had his game face on. And he was walking by, and the little boy was so disappointed but right before he got to the, to the ice, his glove reached out and he grabbed the little boy's hand and he squeezed it before he stepped onto the ice. And that squeeze said David Kelly, said, I remember you. It's good to see you. But he never said it. All he did was squeeze his hand with his glove. That showed the kind of man that Bob Yore was. His kindness, his consideration. And David Kelly said from that moment forward, he always wanted to be like Bob Yore, And today... He wants to be the same kind of man and parent that Bobby Orr was to him. Again, it's the actions, it's not the words. Bobby Orr didn't say a word. So, what what I'm questioning you about today is this When your kids have been watching you, when they are watching you, what are they seeing? How do you treat your spouse? How do you treat your friends? How do you treat your children? How do you treat yourself? How do you handle conflicts? How do you handle situations where you could do the right thing or the wrong thing? Are you living in integrity? Do you tell the truth? Are you there for your kids? Do you keep your promises? Do you apologize when you're wrong? Your kids are watching you. You know that, but it's true. Their kids are watching you, and they're watching how you Talk and how you walk and how you listen and how you treat people They're watching every little thing So I want to remind you with this podcast today That's oftentimes and probably most of the time better to be seen and not heard when it comes to your kids Speak less and be more concerned with how am I acting? Let me leave you with one more story About uh, the woman Malala Malala M-A-L-A-L-A She's a woman that was or excuse me a young girl that was shot Uh, as she was trying to go to school, and she recovered, and she's been very uh, famous ever since that time, wrote a book. And people have always asked her father, who travels with her, what did he do to create such an awesome daughter? What kind of parenting thing, what special thing did he do to create a girl who was so strong and so powerful? And and Malala's dad's words, I think, are, are poignant here. He said, don't ask me what I did, ask me what I did not do. Because what I did not do is done by 99% of parents in patriarchal societies today. They tend to clip the wings of their daughters. I did not clip her wings. Sometimes just standing back and allowing our kids to, to create their own lives is the most important thing. Sometimes standing back and just living the life that you were meant to live in the way that you want your kids to live, if you model that, they'll get it. Speak less, act more. I'll be back with you in a couple weeks with another podcast. Every week, I also, every other week, I put out a blog, which you can also get on my website at at www.drtimjordan.com. That's drtimjordan.com. I have worked with kids for a long time, for over 30 years. I, I have a counseling practice. I only see girls, grade school, middle school, high school, and college age. I run weekend retreats and summer camp camps that are personal growth in nature. Um, and so if you, have, if you have any questions about any of the things that I do or the books I've written, just check on the website, www.drtimjordan.com. I appreciate you coming by and listening to these podcasts. I'm trying to keep them short but sweet. Pass them on to your friends, anybody who has kids and especially daughters. I will see you back in a few weeks and thanks for joining in.